As we look at encountering the risen Jesus, I invite you to have a seat. Today we concentrate on the women who were coming to the tomb. By Matthew's account, it's Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. And I want to just think about these women and where they were at as they approached the tomb before we dive into the account itself. And so to do that, we really have to think about this. A terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. What, who is the character in that book, everyone? Alexander, right? Alexander in the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. His day starts off with misfortune and things happening around him that, that are out of his control, but they all lead him to wanting to move to Australia. Well, that's the Marys too, right? So they had seen a horrific death. Crucifixion is not something that is uh, a glamorous thing, right? It, it is shocking. It was only the, the worst of the worst criminals who deserved crucifixion. And so uh, their day is starting with this in mind. But not only that, when they laid Jesus in the tomb, they couldn't go see him right away because of the Jewish customs of the day. So they're going to the tomb to bring closure. They're going knowing that's a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. How many of us have ever woken up to a day like that? It could be that you're, you're waking up knowing that a spouse is no longer with you. It could be knowing that a job is no longer there. It could be waking up knowing your blankie was forgotten on vacation. All of these things in our lives, to some degree or another, create things that when we wake up, we wake up to terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days. And when we do that, oftentimes we become focused on ourselves, just like Alexander did in the book. It's all about what's happening to me. Well, I can only imagine that's where the women were as they approached the tomb. And so they knew some things going into this day. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. They knew they knew that they were going for a reason and they knew that they were going together. They were hoping to bring closure to a very bad situation. They were hoping to, to be able to prepare a dead body for the next year where it would just sit on a cement slab. They knew Jesus was dead, so they knew their grief was real. They knew the tomb was guarded, so the fear was real. There was a reason there was guards at the tomb. People were afraid. They were afraid of Jesus and his message of love and forgiveness and how radical that was. But they were also afraid of what 
his disciples might do with that message of love and forgiveness. And so they go to the tomb with mixed emotions. And I want to just call a, a pause right here because I think it's important for us to talk about grief for a moment. Because when we experience terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days, oftentimes that's because of a loss. And some losses are extreme and, and, and powerful and, and they, they get you at the core of who you are, like losing a spouse or a child to death. Some of them are not so much like not knowing your spelling words for a test, but in, in all of those, we experience some sort of loss. And in that, uh, there's things that happen. So Elizabeth Kubler-Ross studied, she had conversation with, she built relationships with people in stage four cancer so that she could learn how they deal with their grief as they approach death. And, and she learned that there's these five stages, denial, bargaining, anger, depression, acceptance. And for a long time, people thought that was a stair step. And so if you're not uh, moving from one to another, to another, to another, in a timely manner, you're doing it wrong. Well, that's not it. That's, that's not it. What they now know is it's more like a Chester drawer. And each of these is kind of like a drawer that pops out at some point, or it might not. But there's these five stages that at some point you may feel. And if that's you, if you're feeling one of these emotions because of a loss you felt, and you want some resources, let me know. I've got people who are willing and have said, hey, I want to step alongside people in their grief. And I've got other resources I'd love to give you in those moments to help you in your time of grief. Just contact me. All right? And I, I sense that the women... Just three days after witnessing this horrific death and going to a tomb of a beloved son, a beloved friend, are feeling the effects of grief. And we know because we read the rest of the story that there's fear there as well. Did you catch that the guards went catatonic? They went to a point where they couldn't move and they laid there like dead men? See, their story is filled with all kinds of emotion, grief, and fear. But something changes. There's a flicker of hope. And it changed the perspective of the women. You see, an angel came to meet them. Do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. In those moments where we're having terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days, the things that we hear and that we have learned tend to be lost in our self-absorption or just that moment of grief. And there's a disconnect 
And so here in the angel, we see a flicker of hope for these women. Things have changed. Stuff is beginning to reconnect. And so we can tell that it's just a flicker of hope because they leave with mixed emotions, right? Uh, Mixed emotions are a real thing. If you're in my house, we use words like hangry, right? Uh, Low blood sugars, where you, you just get mad at the world because you need a little bit of food. The other one that has become popular at times is smad. We're sad and mad at the same time, right? This, these are real things for us that we deal with on a regular basis. And so we can step into the shoes of these women and we can understand that there is fear and joy at the same time because they have a flicker of hope, but they don't exactly know what that means. For a moment... They have this mixed emotion, but then comes an encounter with the risen Jesus. And we know from our own lives that an encounter with the risen Jesus brings hope and changes everything. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said, in that word. In that word, greetings. You know what that meant? That meant Jesus was actually alive. That meant all the promises that he had made to them were true. It meant that flicker of hope was no longer a flicker, but it was an ignited flame. They had hope because of one word. Greetings. Encountering the risen Jesus changed everything for these women. And Jesus doesn't leave them there, just like he doesn't leave us here. But he says, greetings, and then he sets a challenge before them. You see, in our terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days, when we find that flicker of hope and it gets reignited into a flame over time, we aren't just left there, but we're asked to go tell the story just like these women and as I think about this story I've I've spent a lot of time in it recently and and every time I come to this point and I think about the women seeing Jesus and and encountering him for that first time risen one thing really comes to mind for me And, and I want to share it with you Now, we're going to take a minute and just reflect on these women. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by. You know how I feel It's a new dawn It's a new day It's a new life For me 
And as he brings that hope into our lives, just as he challenged the women to go and tell the disciples, there's a challenge for us as well. As you look around you, or you may be at home, you know people in your lives who you're not seeing on a regular basis. You're not hearing from on a regular basis. You used to be connected to but the circumstances of this last year have isolated people and we've lost contact. And so the women were sent to their tribe. They were sent to the disciples. They were sent to the people they knew to reconnect, to share that flicker of hope that turned into ignition of a flame of hope. This is our challenge as well. As we look around and we say, oh, I miss, we see Jesus telling us, hey, go and tell. Because these are people in our lives who need a flicker of hope. Jesus uses us to be his hands and feet, to offer that flicker of hope to the people around us. The people who are having terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days. And as they get a flicker of hope, and they're fed by his word, and they, they get to know tangible means of grace, it moves from a flicker of hope to an ignited flame. And they too become his hands and feet. So the words, go and tell, are a challenge for the women, but they're also a challenge for us. As we know, as we know, there is hope. There's hope in Jesus, not just for tomorrow being Monday, but for an everlasting life. And that's something to go and tell. So as we think of these women at the tomb, and we see their movement from a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day into a new hope, a new day, we see them leaving that time into a challenge of going and telling the disciples. And we know that Jesus appeared, and we're going to talk about these other stories, and time and time again as he does, his message is clear. I'm here. Those promises are true. That hope is real. Now go and tell. So as we leave this place today, my question for you is, who are two families in your life that you haven't seen, whether that's here at church or uh, people in your community or wherever it is? 
who are two people that you can reach out to, that you can be the hands and feet of Jesus and bring a flicker of hope, inviting them back to the worship experience that you experience, whether that's here in person or watching online and having a discussion about it. Who are those two people in your lives? Because we know encountering the risen Jesus brings hope. And it changes everything. Amen? Amen. As we think about encountering the risen Jesus, we, it's important for us to realize uh, what it is that we share in common in that belief of who Jesus was and what he's done for us. 